Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Saskatchewan Act was tabled this week in the provincial legislature. And the act that I'm reading from from the uh, Twitter feed of the Premier... Scott Noll, the act confirms exclusive provincial jurisdiction over natural resources and Saskatchewan's economic future within the Canadian Constitution. Uh, Premier Mo, thank you very much for joining us. This has been coming for some time. You told me about a year ago on this program that it was time for Saskatchewan to have a relationship with the, with, with the federal government similar to that that the province of Quebec enjoys. You've taken a significant step here. Please tell us why that was necessary, and then please build into the answer as well. What are the fundamentals of the Act? Well, sure, why it was necessary uh, and why our initiative over the course of the past number of years has been necessary is Saskatchewan has largely uh, generated our wealth from uh, natural resource-based industries, from industries uh, such as mining, such as oil production, such as uh, agriculture, uh, really is the, the... the, the spinal cord of the of the Saskatchewan economy, and we're seeing uh, the, the federal government over the last number of years uh, moving forward with a number of solely environmental focused acts uh, that are having uh, an impact on our ability to continue to produce uh, what, in our case, is some of the most sustainable products that are that are produced relative to uh, their competitors that are anywhere in the world. And and so we feel that we should be uh, expanding our industries in Saskatchewan. We're proud of what we produce and we're very proud of, of how we produce the products that we that we do. And we want to make more of them available to Canadians and North Americans and, and people around the world. And so this act builds on the white paper that we had released a few years ago, which had identified some of the costs of, of nine federal policies that were put in place. And I'd say this act really has... Uh, uh, three three aspects to it. First is the act itself, which does uh, reassert. It's, n- it's not new area that we're looking for, but it does reassert uh, our provincial ability to develop our natural resources. So that's the first piece. The second piece is uh, we are proposing a unilateral change to the Saskatchewan Act within the Constitution of Canada, very similar to what uh, Quebec has proposed. Uh, and the Prime Minister, I would add, has said that Quebec would be able to make that unilateral change. And so we fully expect as being equal uh, equal Canadians, uh, e- provinces being treated equally across the nation, that that our unilateral constitutional change will be made as well. And the third, uh, if you think back to years ago at the introduction of the carbon tax, uh, my predecessor, uh, former Premier Brad Wall, had asked, had anyone done an economic analysis as to the economic cost of of uh, this policy. And so the third piece that this act addresses is the answer to that question. We'll be setting up a tribunal. Uh, The tribunal uh, will be there specifically to um, to assess any economic, imp- essentially do an economic impact assessment on uh, any of these policies that are being applied to Saskatchewan industries and, and ultimately Saskatchewan opportunities to uh, to create wealth in our in our communities in the province. So, first is the act itself. Second is the constitutional change, very similar to what Quebec has proposed. And third is an economic assessment tribunal will be formed. It's unfortunate. Isn't it that uh, this kind of situation has to develop that a relationship between the province, maybe more than one, and uh, the federal government has to deteriorate to the point that the province has to stand up and say, these are our constitutional rights and we're going to exercise them 
as far as our natural resources are concerned and as far as agriculture is concerned and to the betterment and the sustenance of our own provincial economy. It's unfortunate that that has to happen. I agree. It is un- it is unfortunate as, uh, you know, as, as we've for, for us in this province, where we are very proud of how we produce our products, we have some of the cleanest potash, oil, uh, some of the cleanest agri-food products. We're moving into the space of critical minerals. We have helium, we have lithium, um, and we're producing all of this at a lower uh, carbon content than any of our competitors around the world. We're very proud of, of how we produce these products, and we would invite Canadians to be very proud of how we produce these Canadian-made products and provide them to one another, to North Americans, create continental energy security that's so important, but also provide them to to people around the world. We export to over 150 countries around the world, and we would ask that all Canadians are proud of of how we do that in Saskatchewan. Um, The the reason for this is, I I heard the quote uh, just prior to coming on the air of the Prime Minister saying we need to manage this transition. He's correct, we do. We also need to have our eyes wide open as to how other areas of the world have attempted to manage this transition, and I would say they've done so incorrectly. And one needs to look no further than the European Union, where they have pushed uh, emitting industries out of their jurisdictions, um, lowered their own greenhouse gas emissions within their, their countries or their block of countries, but have become almost entirely reliant and dependent on other areas of the world, namely Russia, to provide uh, that energy security that they seek. So the result uh, of that type of policy in the last 10 or 15 years in the European Union has been uh, much, much higher energy costs and a much, much lower level of energy security for European countries, namely uh, Germany. Yeah. Um, Premier, clearly you haven't heard anything come out of Ottawa that satisfies you or satisfied you that a working relationship, which should exist between the federal government and the province, particularly one that is so uh, heavily involved with natural resources and agricultural production, which is ultimately to the success and the betterment of the country, you haven't heard anything that's come out of Ottawa to satisfy you or at least encourage you that a dialogue and a working relationship could could in fact take place. You're not mincing words with the federal government. No. You're telling them this is the way it is. Yes, and, 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 and we're not looking to Ottawa anymore for direction on uh, these policies. What we are doing in Saskatchewan is uh, we understand that we produce, uh, you know, the food, fuel, and fertilizer for Canadians and, and, and North Americans as well as, as in many, many other areas of the world. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to drive our our, our sustainability initiatives uh, into those industries, uh, but we most certainly are going to continue to take care of ourselves. Uh, this is how this province was built. This is how communities in this province were built, is by people just taking the initiative um, and leading uh, in many cases, and, and we have many examples of that. And we're going to do that as a province as, as we look ahead. Uh, the, the white paper was the foundation for a number of initiatives uh, that are, are arriving now and will be coming in the weeks and months ahead. Um, and they also, this, and that includes this discussion and First Act, which really um, provides direction and, and certainty for Saskatchewan industries, uh, for investments to arrive in Saskatchewan to create jobs, and for us to play our role in providing some of the most sustainable food and energy to uh, our, our nation, our continent, and the world. Premier, I'm going to come back to this whole idea about it's unfortunate that the relationship between the federal government and 
some provinces, has not been what it should be, and particularly on the issue of natural resources. We go back to Bill C-48 and 69, and the letter you and five other premiers sent to the prime ministers a couple of years ago, saying, look, you're, you're damaging national unity, you're damaging the economy, that we cannot proceed on, under this, in, in, in this direction, and nothing has changed as far as Ottawa's perspective is concerned. Are you expecting, have you planned for, pushback from Mr. Trudeau, who's planning out very far for a prime minister of the minority government with the lowest popular support of any political party to form a government in the history of Canada. Uh, I suspect that Ottawa, at least the liberals federally, will not appreciate the Saskatchewan First Act. I don't know what the what the federal government or the prime minister's stance that will be on this. It should be positive. Uh, they've, as far as the constitutional amendment goes, this is very similar to what Quebec's doing. He said Quebec most certainly can do that. So we would expect um, that that is really a non-issue. They, they should be accepting of the constitutional changes that we've put forward to ensure that we can continue to develop our non-renewable resources, our forestry industry, um, our agricultural industry. And so we would expect that what is uh, good for Quebec from the Prime Minister's stance most certainly would be good for uh, Saskatchewan. But uh, to your earlier comment, it is it is unfortunate because there's, there's nothing new in this Act. Uh, what this Act is doing is reasserting the provincial jurisdiction that we uh, already uh, have in this province, um, but is being infringed on uh, with various environmental policies, nine of which we identified in the in the white paper. Um, but as, as we move forward, whatever the response is to this act or to other uh, divisive conversations that we might be having in in the country today or, or into the future, Canadians are larger than that. Um, you know, as I said, we, we would invite Canadians to be uh, equally as proud of the products that come out of Saskatchewan, not just because of you know the, the opportunity they provide in, in in supplying energy and food, uh, but also be proud of the quality of the products and and how they're produced. Uh, the most some of the most sustainable products in the world, and and we in Saskatchewan and across the three provinces, I think. Uh, have a duty to be equally as proud of products that are being produced in other areas of Canada and and sold back to us in some cases or or uh, provided to those in the U.S. or around the world. When when a uh, an electric manuf- electric car manufacturing plant is uh, negotiated and landed in Ontario, we're, we're proud of that. Um, that plant could be anywhere in North America or around the world, and it's good that it's in Ontario. And so I would say we as Canadians uh, need to maybe just take a step back after what's well, been a couple of uh, a number of very challenging years. Uh, maybe with the federal government, maybe with, uh, you know, a global pandemic. But really look at the the diversity that we have in this nation and look at it as a, as a strength, a strength of Canadians that's far beyond uh, whoever the federal government might be. Uh, get back to supporting uh, one another in the diverse ways that we generate wealth, uh, have faith that we're uh, producing these products in the in the most sustainable way that we can, which is in the interest of, of all of us, and really get back to being a strong nation that we maybe have maybe taken some time away from the last number of years. Yeah, we also have a real problem dealing with one another. As far as interprovincial trade is concerned, the regulations there are very difficult, and we know the pipeline issues that have developed over the last, uh, particularly over the last decade or so. But really, when when we look at the world today, Premier, and we see the inflationary uh, climb, the, the trend, the uh, the interest rates are climbing, uh, housing, uh, homes, home values are dropping, people are going hungry in some parts of the world. In fact, we know that five 5.8 million Canadians, including 1.4 million children, are dealing with uh, food security issues. When we look at the big picture in that particular uh, uh, perspective, 
we should be glad that Saskatchewan and your neighbor to the west of you, who is not offside with uh, with what you're doing with the Saskatchewan First Act. I've spoken with Premier Smith about that. Uh, we should be glad that we have the provinces, the prairie provinces, that can produce so much of what this country needs and really so much of what the world needs. It's really to ultimately to each and every Canadian's advantage, including Mr. Gilbo and including Mr. Trudeau. Absolutely. The, uh, um, you know, we're seeing on full display uh, for the world to see uh, in, in the European Union what happens when you have a flawed policy process that is focusing only on the environment and is not uh, allowing any conversation around uh, national energy security, uh, national food security uh, to be part of those conversations. And I would say that we should not head down that, that same dark path here in Canada. Yes, we should do better with uh, in how we produce the products that we do. We are doing that in Saskatchewan, and I know we are doing that across Canada. Um, but we need to keep at the forefront, I would say, uh, not only national food and energy security as a, as a priority, but I would also put forward continental uh, energy security in particular. Uh, continental energy security is, is of paramount importance to us as, as Canadians. Uh, the United States, uh, despite uh, the, the challenges we may have from, from day to day, uh, are our largest ally in the, in, in the international stage. And we need to take care of, of, we need to ensure we're prioritizing continental energy security, continental food security. If we're not going to do it as North Americans, who do you think in the world will do that for us? Nobody. Nobody. Premier, if I may, we have a minute left, uh, and I'm going to drift a little bit off topic here, but it's it's very significant. We have the uh, investigation, the, the inquiry in Ottawa, underway as far as the invocation of the Emergencies Act is concerned. And we've heard that Saskatchewan really wasn't, and this is a position you made, at your, your lawyers made at the inquiry, Saskatchewan wasn't consulted on the implementation or the invoking of the Emergencies Act. You were just told it was going to happen, correct? Correct. I'd, I'd uh, uh, communicated back. I said, if, if, the, if the federal government is bent on this, um, get the blessing of any provincial premier. You don't have to do it nationwide. Uh, do it wherever, whatever premier thinks they need to do it, then go ahead and do it in that area. But l- listen, it, it was unnecessary. The Emergencies Act was, in my opinion, uh, entirely unnecessary. There was four blockades uh, across uh, the nation. There was three at border crossings, one in Alberta, one in Manitoba, one at the Windsor Bridge. Three of those were removed with all of the current powers that uh, the RCMP had. Uh, my understanding is, is no police force requested additional powers like uh, those in the Emergency Act. And then the Emergency Act was, was implemented to remove uh, the last one. So if you could remove three under the current regular conditions, uh, why did you require the Emergencies Act for the fourth? And so I, I think it was entirely unnecessary. A credit to the RCMP uh, and the OPP in the case of the Windsor Bridge for the um, utilizing the, the laws that we have in this nation to ensure that those uh, were dismantled. And um, we just believe that the Emergencies Act was entirely you know, overreach and, and was not necessary. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.